When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, 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 hey. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Grant Napier, we are starting the week right here on Listen App NFL. You know how nice it's going to be to talk some NFL football pretty much on a fairly regular basis? Did you see the story about Trey Lance? Very interesting here. Uh, I mean, I don't know what to believe anymore. I really don't. But uh, the Athletics' Mike Sando, okay, wrote a story and said that one rival coach said that Christmas will come early this year if the 49ers trade Garoppolo and start Trey Lance. Quote, that would be like my early Christmas present if they just get rid of Jimmy so that way he can't play for them and they they make Trey be your guy. How about that for you? Interesting, right? Now, Mike Silver, longtime NFL writer, Colin Cowherd, Fox Sports, both earlier this month claimed that a source revealed that Trey Lance suffers from arm fatigue and that his passing leaves much to be desired from his coaches. Now, you know, Mike Silver is unbelievably well-connected in the National Football League. He would not make up a story like that. The reason why I'm not mentioning Colin Coward's name, I don't know what Colin Coward's sources are in the NFL. All right, I'm not dissing Coward. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. Mike Silver, I know. I thought that was a very interesting story to come out. I've already made this claim, and I made it back in the spring. I made the prediction that the 49ers will not be in the playoffs this year if Trey Lance is your starting quarterback. All right? And that's just based on his lack of playing since college, his limited snaps in real games, uh, and the fact that he had some concerns coming out of college. Now, I understand the 49ers moved up. They made a big-time deal to get him. But if you're a fan of the 49ers, that's your success right there. You know it. I know it. Everything else is pretty good on this 49ers team. Now, the other issue that I think the 49ers are going to have a real problem with is their offensive line. 
So I think, you know, Lance, offensive line, clearly not going to be as good as last year. I think that is a big issue for San Francisco. So if you want to start talking some NFL football, uh, we can do it. I just, I'm not that high on the 49ers this year if Trey Lance is your quarterback. Uh, I'm just not. All right. Tomorrow on my podcast, excuse me, the one and only Jerry Reynolds. Uh, we talk about Keegan Murray. Uh, we talk about the rest of the Kings roster. We talk about some of the other teams in the NBA, including Minnesota. How will Rudy Gobert do with Carl Anthony Towns? That is coming up on the podcast tomorrow, uh, if you don't like that. Then next week, Ian Eagle, CBS Sports, is going to join me. So those are some of the podcasts. Uh, also, uh, we'll lock down a date with Ryan Anderson, which I just have a feeling without even doing that interview yet, I have a feeling that's going to be one of my favorite podcasts in the nearly two years that I've been doing this, just based on my past experience of interviewing Ryan. So I, I'm really uh, looking forward to that conversation, and I'll announce it uh, as soon as I get a date down with him. If you are a fan of the San Francisco Giants, wow, how bad of a weekend was that, right? How bad of a weekend was that? You know, losing is bad enough. But when you lose the way you did to the Dodgers, oh boy, that's brutal. Absolutely brutal. And in the process, you now fall four games back of the Padres uh, in the wild card. I mean, that's a brutal weekend. Absolutely brutal. All right. If you want to get in on the show today, you know the routine. You hit your hand icon, and we will get you uh, right on. All right. Why don't we get to uh, some phone calls? We get the week started, and uh, we are going to say hello to Antonio. Antonio, thanks for getting us going here on a Monday. What's up, man? Hey, Grant, man. I'm glad you put the, put the NFL on the uh... – uh, the kickoff mode, man. I'm ready, man. This Raider team, man. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Raider. I heard your Niner breakdown. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how that works out because, you know, I'm a Bay Area guy, but never been a Niner fan. But, you know, just be being an NFL junkie, man. I'm gonna keep an eye on that. Um, you know, that Trey Lance thing. I don't know if that's ever gonna work out. They got, a, they got a great tight end. They got Debo Sanders. They got that one of the probably the best defensive ends in football, Boza. But I'm gonna go to my Raiders, man. I think this. This year, even though Vegas has us as eight, I can't believe that the over and under is eight. Um, I see them making some noise, not because I'm Mr. Homer Grant. The Raiders are making a Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro's coming into his own. Um, the biggest question, Josh McDaniels as a coach, I mean, it's the yep. Patriot way. I hate to admit it, but I mean, the Patriots, their, their, their ideas and their scheming. So we'll see. Um, I don't know how you all feel about Derek Carr. I still have him around 10th, almost 11th in the league as, as quarterback. But I think now with these head-to-head matchups, I think he might move up to the upper 10th category with Devontae and Hunter and, and, and Waller. I, I, I'm, I'm so excited, uh, Grant. What's your take on the Raiders? Yep. Well, you know, the over-under that you talked about, I think the biggest reason is the division they play. you got to play Kansas City twice. You have to play Russell Wilson uh, and Denver now twice. 
you have to play uh, the Chargers twice. So you're going against three elite quarterbacks. And I think that's the biggest issue that I see with the Raiders. The fact that, you know, your division is without question uh, the toughest in the National Football League. Listen, I think your assessment of Derek Carr is spot on. And regardless of how anyone feels about Derek Carr, there will be absolutely no excuses after this year. You have a great tight end in Waller. You now have Adams. You have Renfro. You have a running game. You have no excuses. Not that he ever makes excuses, but I'm just talking about people like you and I and members of the media. Uh, this is it for Derek Carr. I mean, he, he now has everything that he could ask for to be a really, really top flight quarterback. I will tell you, I do a show every week with Sean Salisbury, and I really admire Sean's knowledge at the quarterback position. He loves Derek Carr. Uh, he, he thinks he's big time. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find out this year, you know, adding a Devontae Adams, you know, a go-to guy, uh, a guy that can, you know, get quick six anytime, a possession receiver, uh, he can do it all. So, you know, th this is it now for the Raiders. They have a great opportunity with this offense. They're really, really loaded on offense. Hey, Grant, um, you know, the thing about Raider fans is, and I'm a lifelong Raider fan, is that either you're either on the fence. I think it's more sway when people are on Derek's side. But if you say something bad about Derek, you get thrown, you get, you, you just get killed for it, especially if it's on social media. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the season, the season works out. But, Grant, when you get time, can you take a look? I've been trying to figure out this new NFL like streaming. I don't know if the NFL ticket's going to go away. I've heard some stuff come down. So maybe with your, your staff, yeah, your guys, can maybe you get some information yep. down the road. Yep. Thanks, it's Grant. ongoing, but thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. And I appreciate it. And as far as car goes, you know, listen, this is a bottom line business. You know, it's not about playing well for two weeks, then having a poor outing for two weeks back to back. You know, this is a bottom line business and you either win or you don't win. It's like why, you know, the, the critics about Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, you can criticize Jimmy Garoppolo all you want. Uh, the bottom line is he won the majority of games that he started with San Francisco. Okay. I mean, and when I mean bottom line, I'm not necessarily talking about you have to win a Super Bowl, but you know, it's a bottom line business. And he was in two NFC championship games as they starting quarterback, starting quarterback for the 49ers and won one of them. Okay. Derek Carr can't say that. You know, again, it's a bottom line business. You either win or you don't win. You know, we get so caught up in stats. Stats to me in the National Football League, from a quarterback's perspective, are beyond ridiculous. They really are. They're ridiculous. I, I think the most absurd statistic for an NFL quarterback is interception to touchdown ratio. All right? TD to interceptions. Why do I say that? Well. Let me ask you a question. When you watch a baseball game and you have two outs and the bases are loaded, right? And there's a ground ball to short or second or third or first. And the ball goes through the infielder's legs. Should be out of the inning, right? Two run score. Now you have runners at first and third or first and second with two outs. Next guy gets a base hit. Next guy pops up, inning out. 
four runs scored because of an error by your shortstop. You now have a pitcher who has not allowed an earned run. Why is it that we can't have a similar category for NFL quarterbacks? You know, Eli Manning used to get killed for this all the time. His touchdown to interception ratio. Eli did not care about interceptions in certain situations. Eli would always throw Hail Marys at the end of halves. Okay? Not games. At the end of a half. He did it at end of games. Because he was trying to score on a lucky play. He didn't care about an interception. Ball gets thrown, hits a receiver in the hands, deflects off the receiver's hands, and is picked off. That goes against the quarterback as an interception. A Hail Mary interception goes against the quarterback as an interception. Shouldn't, right? It shouldn't. Why should a quarterback be penalized because he's trying to make a play at the end of a half or the end of a game, right? Why should that count against a quarterback's touchdown to interception ratio, which the members of the media and announcers and everyone else talk about all the time? I think it's somewhat misleading because there are quarterbacks very often that throw interceptions where it's not their fault. How often do you watch a game where clearly the receiver run the ring, ran the wrong route? You know it. You can tell. You see the receiver come back to the quarterback on the sideline and say, my bad. And because of that, the quarterback threw an interception, which was no fault of his own. It was the fault of the receiver who ran the wrong route. And you'll see the receiver, you know, pat themselves on the chest, my bad, my bad, my bad. But that goes against the quarterback. So touchdown to interception ratio, I'd like to see an extra category similar to unearned runs against the pitcher, right? Earned run average, unearned runs. Bases loaded, one out, two outs. Routine ground ball, routine play. Boom, botch, two run score. That does not go against the pitcher's ERA. Why don't we do the same thing for the quarterbacks in the National Football League? I never understood that. Doesn't make sense to me. I would like to see that. Also, you know, the passing yards in the National Football League. The game is a passing league now. All the rules are to... Have the game be an offensive game. So quarterbacks that throw for a lot of yards, big deal. I mean, they should. They should. The rules are made for offense in the National Football League. So I I don't get too enamored when I see a quarterback throw for 4,000 yards. Should throw for 4,000 yards. All right? The way the game is played, the way the rules are, absolutely. All right, let's get to some more phone calls right here on Listen App, and we say hello to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good, Grant. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, buddy. How about you? Are you doing well? No, doing good, doing good. So, hey, I had a question for you. I, I was watching some shows. Uh, I always do that. 
anyways, they were talking about the the most or the I don't know most uh, craziest trade of a guy that was at his peak of his career. I mean, do you can you name a couple? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I knew. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> well, was that a Well, I mean, he, uh, Wayne Gretzky, Wayne Gretzky was in the peak of his career and look what he did uh after he got traded oh, yeah. to LA and then subsequently to other teams. I mean, yeah, Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, he he brought uh Canadian hockey to LA, you know, the United States and they did win, didn't the Kings did win a championship with him, right? No, they 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 uh they made it to the Stanley Cup finals, I believe, and lost. I'll double check that. Here here's the deal. What he did what he did was okay. what he did was, Jeff, he brought hockey not to the United States, but he made hockey popular in the Sunbelt states. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you saw you saw franchises not only like uh uh the the LA Kings, but the Sharks, the Ducks, the Lightning, the Dallas Stars, the Florida Panthers. Okay. You saw hockey become really popular right. in Sunbelt states. So that's what Wayne Gretzky did, which uh-huh. was amazing how he transformed the sport in areas of the country where Hockey was kind of like hockey. Like, could you imagine hockey in Dallas? Like when the Minnesota North Stars moved to Dallas, people were like, hockey in Dallas? Well, that's never going to work. And then, of course, they won won a Stanley Cup with Mike Madonna and that great team. But think about what he did. Think about what he did for hockey in the United States in, in cities that we would never think that hockey would ever be played. Right. Well... You think that's the most impressive then of any sport? What a guy's done then? Yes, okay. I do. I mean, are you catching me? I'm, I'm doing this off the top of my head. No, I know. I'm but just, yeah, but I, no. But I'm, I'm saying, who, who, who's done more for the who, who's thing. done more who's done more for the sport than Wayne Gretzky in terms of when he got traded no, from no, Edmonton? The, the question was, uh, who's done more in a trade plus done more for the sport? Both. You know, and I can't, other than Gretzky, I don't, I can't, you know, Chamberlain was traded. Uh, Lou Alcindor, who was Korean Abdul-Jabbar, was traded. One to one, what do you want, uh, five titles after that trade with Magic. So, yeah. anyway, there's two, I, I don't know, so many in baseball. I think Barry Bonds was a free agent, wasn't he, for the Giants? Do you remember? He was. Uh, when he came from Pittsburgh, you mean? Yes. Yes. Okay, By the way, so, Gretzky did not. I was right. Gretzky did not win the Stanley Cup in LA. He led him to the finals, as I thought. Uh, and but okay. uh, you know, of course, he went on to play. You know, I played with the Rangers for a while. Played with St. Louis. But uh, anyway, listen, that's an interesting question. Uh, I would put Wayne Gretzky. Obviously, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar would clearly be up there. I don't think there's any question about that. Right. 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 Yeah, I can't think of any football. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, Herschel Walker, well, that was supposed to be a – that ended up being a big-ass blunder. Uh, sure did. Sure did. It changed the, the Dallas Cowboys around. I mean, Jimmy Johnson and what they were able to do with Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and their offensive linemen and everything, a completely ba- bi- Irv- yeah, built Irv- a dynasty for the Dallas Cowboys in that era with Jimmy Johnson. No question about it. And then Barry Switzer even won. Yeah, yeah I never – yeah, very one with Jimmy's team. I never did. Still one. 
Huh? Still won. Yeah. I mean, you can't take it away from him. Yes, he did win with Jimmy's team, but he still won. I mean, it's not like you can take it away from the guy. That's true. That's true. All right, man. You have a good one. All right, Jeff. Good hearing from you. You take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I mean, what Wayne, I still have said this. You know, Wayne Gretzky is the greatest team athlete in the history of team sports in America. There's no one in the United States team sports, professional sports, who's done, who's had a greater career than Wayne Gretzky, not even Tom Brady. All right. Now, Tom Brady would be second, but the difference between Brady and Wayne Gretzky is that Wayne Gretzky not only dominated his sport, he dominated it to a magnitude that will never be duplicated. Okay. The benchmark in the National Hockey League is to score 100 points meaning any combination of goals and assists. Wayne Gretzky was getting 200 points, okay? There's nobody that has dominated their sport the way Wayne Gretzky dominated the National Hockey League. Not Michael Jordan, not Tom Brady, nobody. No, nobody. Nobody. Now, if you want to talk about championships, obviously Gretzky can't stand with Bill Russell, Tom Brady and everything, but Tom Brady was not dominating his position. Okay. He wasn't dominating the national football league because you had Drew Brees, you had Aaron Rodgers. You get my point. You, you know, and Wayne Gretzky was dominating his sport every single year. Wayne Gretzky was the standard. He was the, the he, he, he was in a class all by himself. 
all by himself. All right. And his nickname, the great one, is as fitting as any nickname for any athlete that's ever played. There is Wayne Gretzky, you know, for a few years, more than a few years, Mario Lemieux achieved great stardom. But over the tenure of Wayne Gretzky's career and everything he did, it's unbelievable. Seriously. Absolutely unbelievable. 20 years in the National Hockey League. I love watching him play. He was the one guy in the NHL. shouldn't say one guy, but the guy. When he came on the ice for a shift, you know, when he when he he came on starting the game, but when it was his shift to get out on the ice, you didn't take your eyes off the ice. Amazing. All right. If you want to come on the program, hit your hand icon. Don't forget, Jerry Reynolds is my guest tomorrow. Iron Eagle, CBS Sports next week. Uh, working on a time to uh, interview Ryan Anderson, who's already committed. So looking forward uh, to all of that. All right, let's get to some more phone calls right here on uh, the Monday edition of Listen Up with Al. Hey, Al, hope you had a good weekend. How are you, buddy? It was good, Nate. It's hot here in Sacramento, man. I mean, it's been 100 degrees yep. the past two weeks. You know what that's all about. Yeah, hey, I, I yep. couldn't agree more with you on the on the passing stats. It's ridiculous. Forget about it. Uh, you're playing two-hand touch out there. You've talked about how you you were broadcast partner Jack Tatum and George Atkinson. You've spoken of this back in the day when, you know, those guys, receivers and, and, and quarterbacks, they were, the receivers are getting mugged. They could get put their hands on them and rough them up. And so it's a different era, man. It's, I, I don't like the one that drives me nuts, and I, I agree with you on the TD, the interception, the passing completion percentage. What the hell does that have to do with anything? I mean. You know what I want? I want a quarterback that when the game is tied with four minutes left or they're down by three or down by six, can move the team down the field into a field goal situation or score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That's what I want in my quarterback. Here's something else I want in my quarterback. And this is why I think Lamar Jackson, as great as he is in terms of his talent, and he is an unbelievably electrifying talent, but Lamar Jackson needs to get it done in the postseason. All right? You can be great in the regular season. Donovan McNabb was great in the regular season. Donovan McNabb was – Average at best in a postseason. I want my quarterback. I'd rather have my quarterback be average in the regular season and great in the postseason than great in the regular season and average in the postseason. Lamar Jackson is great in the regular season and average to below average in the postseason. That's not going to fly if I'm a general manager or a coach in the NFL. That's not a combination that's going to work for me when it comes to my quarterback in the NFL. Just not not going to work, period. And they, that's totally, I completely agree. If you look at Eli, yep. Eli Manning, there are some players who will cite him as being, in terms of not just the stats, because we know Peyton's way ahead of him with the stats, but Eli's playoff record yep. was much better than Peyton's. Well, he is, his winning percentage was much Eli Manning will, in all likelihood, be in the Hall of Fame, but there are some that feel he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's put that on the back burner for a moment. He played in two Super Bowls, and both of those years, the Giants were wild card teams. 
right. all of their wins on were on the road, okay? In other words, five of the six games that he won were on the road, including winning at Lambeau Field not once but twice, once against Brett Favre in the NFC Championship game. He threw only one interception in two postseasons, and it was a ball that was right in his receiver's hands that got deflected. And he was the MVP of the Super Bowl twice. Okay, you can never take that away from him. All right? that So I'd rather have a quarterback like that than a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, who's great. And listen, Lamar Jackson is maybe the most talented player in the NFL. But his postseason games, he has not played well. And you, you, it's not, you can't argue that he has not played well. I'm going to tell you, my own opinion, this is me. I'm not really sold on Jackson. He's athletically gifted, but yep. there's more to it than that. I'm not sold. I would take, there's a number of guys that would take over Lamar Jackson who are playing. I right agree. I, I agree. I don't mean that. I'm sorry if I'm upsetting anybody out there, but I don't care either way. Well, how the hell are you upsetting people? You're making it. You're making an opinion. The fact that uh, I hope we're not going with the skin color here. You know, the reality yeah. is, you know, and I made this comment the other day. I'm so yeah. tired of hearing now. It's 2022. I'm so tired of hearing about this narrative about yeah. the black quarterback. The right. two highest paid quarterbacks in the National Football League are black. All right. Deshaun Watson. OK. Who also has, you know, everything else going on off the field. And now Kyler Murray. All right. So. 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL, the top two in the National Football League in terms of money are black. So let's stop it with the black quarterback nonsense, all right? Yes, that used to be the case. It's not the case anymore. Time to move on. And that's it. I just can't say enough. You're completely correct. I totally agree. I mean, and it's almost, it's, it's weak when you think about it. It's like you're really coming here when, you know, with the black head coaches, you know, this is, should no longer be, this is no longer on the plate. It's no longer an issue. So be quiet and, and, and stop throwing the race card out when it really has no bearing on anything. It's just uh, ridiculous. But um, Well, Brian Flores what? would disagree. Brian Flores would disagree with you. He's suing the Miami Dolphins, the New York Giants, and the Denver Broncos, and the Houston Texans, and the National Football League. Uh, because he feels that the NFL is discriminatory towards the hiring of black coaches. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. Here's the bottom line. I, I, I believe this in my heart, and I believe most people with common sense believe this. If a general manager, an owner, general manager, coach, okay, thought that an individual could win them a Super Bowl and make them a prolific playoff team year in, year out, and the person was one-third white, one-third black, and there's one-third green, they would have him as their quarterback, okay? Let's not get let, – let's stop with this nonsense, okay? Yeah. If a general manager, an owner, and a coach felt that an individual could make them a perennial playoff team and a Super Bowl team, it really wouldn't matter what the hell the skin, the color of the quarterback skin would be, all right? I don't understand why that's so hard to understand. No, it's just people trying to trying to put something out there. It's just no news. It's like the old Charlie Brown cartoons when the adults would say, wah, 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 wah. And you're not, you're just yep. talking nonsense. You're not saying anything. So anyway, hey, have a good uh, good day. Uh, Thank see you, Al. Washington practice now. He's, he's practicing. So I, I don't know. The NFL still hasn't made their decision, but he's, he's at training camp. Yep. Now that's the problem with the NFL. Thanks for the call. Uh, right. It's just ridiculous that here we are you know, entering the final week of July 
and no decision has been made on Deshaun Watson. It's ridiculous. Really is absolutely ridiculous. All right, let's see if Ryan has gotten back from his trip to uh, outer space and the uh, orbiting Mars and the moon. Ryan, how are you today? <laughs> can you hear me, Grant? Wow, I can hear you like you're sitting right next to me. How are you, man? Doing well. How you doing? Actually, uh, Liam um, did a sound check earlier today for me and oh, recorded his own podcast. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Go. Very good. Good, yes. good, good. So, hey, um, I'm listening to the INT versus TD talking, looking at that stat, it, it's what are you going to do for your quarterback? Are you going to say, hey, I'm not going to throw a Hail Mary to try to win the game, knowing that it's likely going to p- be picked off? Um, but I, I guess my question for you is with football, where do you see? I mean, the most frustrating thing for me is looking at these teams that just drop into prevent. You were talking about four minutes left in the game. And you can predict it. Like, when are teams going to start getting more aggressive against some of these quarterbacks when you're at the end of the game? Well, I I still think there are examples both ways. Like, for instance, I believe that the decision that Todd Bowles made to bring the house against the Rams in the playoff game in Tampa last year was as bad of a coaching decision as I have ever seen in that circumstance. So, I mean, every every situation uh, is different, but let's go back to the playoff game between Buffalo and Kansas City. I mean, the defense by Buffalo in that situation, as you were pointing out, was embarrassing. It's Their coverage was embarrassing. They were giving the Kansas City Chiefs big chunks of yardage, giving them. I mean, it just it makes no sense to me. You know, we're talking about the best coaches in the National Football League making these absurd, awful decisions. I don't, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Grant, do you think there's some strategy there? We always talk or you always hear that, you know, from 20 and in, in the red zone, that is the hardest place to score. Do you think there's strategy to that where you're letting them somewhat get down the field unless you see something on film or somebody sees something upstairs where they think, you know, you can do a blitz. But, you know, usually when we see these things, teams get all the way down the field and then that's where it heats up when you get down to four downs and the clock is ticking down. So do you think that's a strategy? I, I, I think also it depends the quarterback on the other team that you're playing against. All right. The elite quarterbacks in the NFL, I don't want them anywhere near the red zone. I don't care how much time is on the clock. I don't care about anything. Okay. Right? The elite quarterbacks. Uh, I mean, look at what Patrick Mahomes did last year against Buffalo in three plays. All right. I mean, do, do you want it? Do you want that guy to have an opportunity in any way, shape or form to be able to see the field and throw the ball? I don't. Do you want Tom Brady to be in that situation or Aaron Rodgers? I don't. I mean, look how quickly Aaron Rodgers can take a team down the field with no timeouts and score. I mean, it's just unbelievable to me. And yet we see defenses with the head-scratching strategy to allow teams big chunks of yardage, you know, because of clock and score. I've never understood that. I've never understood that. If there's time on the clock, and Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, Drew Brees, whatever the case may be in whatever situation, Peyton Manning, I, I don't want them having the ball, period. I'm going to actually change my strategy when I have the ball, okay? I'm going to change my strategy when I have the ball on offense. 
We see it too often. How often do we see, Ryan, oh, boy, the team scored too soon? There might only be a minute left to go in the game. But you hear, oh, boy, they left a minute on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. And, and how often do we see Aaron take the team right down the field and score? So I would change my strategy before my defense even gets on the field. Grant, do you – and I agree with you. It, it's always – that's why I brought it up. It's always been head-scratching. Do you think this is the best generation of quarterbacks that you've yes. seen during your lifetime? I think that every quarterback that comes into the NFL now, for all intents and purposes, is an NFL-made quarterback, NFL-ready, based on the style of football that they play in college. When I was growing up, I mean, it was the wishbone. It was the option. There weren't a lot of real true – I mean, if you were in the Pac-10 before the Pac-12 or the Pac-8, it was a passing league, right? If you were in, if you were playing in Oklahoma, all right, with Barry Switzer, guess what? Your quarterback, for the most part, was not dropping back and throwing a football, correct? So you don't see that anymore in college football. You see a spread offense. You see passing offenses in college football. The game is completely different than it used to be, which has made quarterbacks now. Listen, when I was watching football in the, in the 70s and 80s and the 90s, let's just take those three decades. The only quarterback that I can think of, Ryan, that came right out of college and had success was Dan Marino. He came into Miami and was an aberration. He took the Dolphins to the Super Bowl in his first year. They lost in Palo Alto to the 49ers. That didn't happen. You didn't see quarterbacks that came into the league and had success. Look at Peyton Manning. Look at Peyton Manning's rookie career. Look yep. at Troy Aikman when Troy came into the league. These quarterbacks were awful. They were horrible. Eli Manning was dreadful early in his career in his first year. Uh, and I can just keep on naming quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks that were awful, just god-awful in their rookie seasons. Now you see quarterbacks come in in their rookie seasons in the NFL, and they have pretty good success because of the system that they were playing in college. Yeah, and I feel like college has somewhat influenced the NFL as well with spread offenses. Uh, look at yes. the success that Russell Wilson's had. Look at some yep. of the smaller quarterbacks, Kyler Murray. He just got a big extension. So it's interesting how both games benefit each other, even though it's the same game. Uh, There's no question. No question about it. 100% correct. So uh, let me ask you this. When it comes to calling football, what was the worst moment that you thought you saw on the field and where you had to hold back on your true opinion and kind of play it down the middle? Are you talking about the Raiders. play call and injury? Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, well, the we hardest were doing thing the pregame. Well, pre the, 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 the very simple. Uh, we had, I'll, I'll give you an example to this. We had a meeting. We always used to have meetings before the game. And I'm not going to mention the individual that said this. We had a meeting before one of the games. And Amy Trask was telling us that we had to promote. Are you ready for this? The fan-friendly atmosphere in the parking lot for tailgating. Okay. <laughs> Now, now, wait a minute. It goes further than that. And that there was now going to be a section in the parking lot, a family section for tailgating in the parking lot at the Coliseum. And that we had to promote that on the telecast. So we get done with the meeting. 
and I'm not going to mention the name, but it was one of the all-time great Raiders. So you could take your pick. I was with four or five of them. All right. Fair I'm not going to mention the name. The individual, Amy leaves and the individual goes, what the hell is she talking about? That parking lot is a toxic waste dump. Okay. That's exactly <laughs> what this individual said. She, what the hell are, is she talking about? We got to promote that parking lot, which is a toxic waste dump. All right. And I just started <laughs> laughing. Um, the hardest thing for me, and I tried to get this across, but then I, I knew it was going to be a losing battle because it was a, it was a directive from Al Davis. The team of the decades was being jammed down the viewers' throats when they watched the Raiders in the preseason. And I'm like, why are, why are they talking about the team of the decades? The Raiders haven't won anything in decades. Okay, why don't you get on with the future instead of stop and, and stop living in the past? I was critical of the Kings for doing this, and they still do it. Why are they? Why do they keep on promoting the 2002 team? They, they lost. They lost in the NBA Finals. Excuse me. They lost in the Western Conference Finals on their home floor in Game Seven, and yet the the franchise wants to keep bringing up the great years of Vladi Divac and Mike Bibby and Chris Weber and Pajan. Okay, that was fine maybe in 2010, but it's not fine now in 2020, 2021, 2022. Had that team beat the Lakers? Had that team won a championship? Then okay, maybe. But that team didn't even make it to the NBA Finals. And the franchise keeps having these great memories of those years yeah, they were fun. Yeah, it was great for the community. But why are you? Why do you keep on bringing that up? How about getting with the future and the present? Uh, I, that that type of stuff bothers me. So that was hard for me. Yeah, I had to bite I, my tongue on that. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but what are you going to do to keep Sacramento fans engaged? If we're talking about the Kings, it's been 16 years since we've been in the playoffs. They've yeah, got to have an entire generation. Yeah, but you have an entire generation that don't even know who those players were. I mean, okay. if you were born, if you, if you, well, think about this. If you were born in the year uh, 1996 and up, 1998 and up, 1996, you could, 1998 and up, you probably don't even know who any of those players are. If you were born in 2000, you, people talk to you about Vladi Divac and Peja and Mike Bibby and Weber. You don't even know who the hell they're talking about. Not necessarily, Grant. It's different now. Did you, well, you didn't have the internet. When you were growing up, these guys. I'm exaggerating. Have... I'm exaggerating. Yeah. My, my point is, I'm exaggerating. I'm, I'm saying those players don't really have any meaning to them, is what I'm saying. They don't have an allegiance. They don't have a bond with those players, is what I mean. Yeah, they know about it because of the internet, but they don't have that connection, is what I'm talking about. And yet the, the franchise keeps on going back to that. I'm like, why? Move on. Move on already. Well, we'll move on once we hit the playoffs for the first yeah. time in 16 years. But no, yeah. I mean, I, I, I will tell you this. It, it's nostalgia. My brother, we have an 11 year difference between us and age and him being able to go on. He learns about those players. He sees those moments. And honestly, seeing the Kings fans, it's not so much the players. It's the atmosphere. It's the love yeah. for the team, seeing all those moments and having them documented where you can go back and watch. I think that's why the team continues to do that. The fans are a big part of that. And the atmosphere, both in the building, outside Arco Arena, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Absolutely. 
So, all right, my man, I will let you go. Um, I hope everybody has a great rest of the day. Thanks. For where, the we, where, we, where, we, where are we up to on the money with uh, me getting my uh, head shaved? But Grant, I'm not, you know what? We're going to talk off air about that because I, I got a call. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I got a call okay. from somebody. So, <laughs> so I will just okay. say uh, have the razor ready if you're willing to take it. Okay. Well, you know, 10 grand is 10 grand, right? You, 10 grand is you know, 10 I grand. Mean, that's exactly right. So uh, we'll, we will talk for sure. All right. <laughs> All Have right. Take it easy. All right. All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. You know, if you missed the uh, chat that we had, we were talking about on the podcast that I did with Ryan on Friday, how Vladi would do anything for team camaraderie and team chemistry and everything. And there was a story. Uh, we were on the bus after landing in Newark on the way to Manhattan, and they raised over $10,000 on the bus, they said, hey, how much would it, how much would it take to uh, let us shave your head on the bus? It was a rookie, and they came up with over $10,000 cash on the bus, and the rookie said, okay, go for it. And uh, they, they, they did it on the bus, <laughs> driving into Manhattan. So we were joking about or Ryan, I said, hey, listen, I get it. If somebody wants to pay me 10 grand, they can shave my head too. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, what, what, what do I, I'm 63 years old. You think I care what the hell my head, what I look like anymore? I mean, go ahead, you know? Oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, we will have that conversation with Ryan. That's good stuff. Oh my God. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls. And uh, we're going to bring in James here. Hey, James, good afternoon. How are you? Not too bad yourself. I'm doing good, man. What's up? So I'm looking at the Raiders. So I, heard, I saw the news earlier that Denzel Good, offensive, God, offensive guard, has um, retired. So that's so I know that I, so I just want to know what's your take. Because I feel like because of the weapons we already have on offense, the O-line, we could probably live with it. But I'm just looking at O-line. And there's, I can't entirely you know anything of car insurance i, I can't all line looks okay there's a i like corn miller there's a good, couple of good pieces but well i don't know i just don't do well it's not the strength it's not the strength it's not the strength of their team okay i think that is fair yeah uh, i would say it's not the weakness of their team either all right so there are i, I would say right now average Maybe, well, we, we have to wait and see. We, yeah. we I would say, fair. I would call it right now average. I would call it right now average. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair until we can see a, a much, you know, well, we got first, we got to see how they play under the new um, Michael yep. Daniels. And, Everything. Yeah, we yep. got to see that. It's just because I do think, well, that's why it gives me comfort with our weapons that we could probably be okay. I and mean, based on how Carr was able to actually, you know, deliver. A lot of times, you know, it's under pressure. I it does give me confidence. I just look at our own line, and if he, if like let's just say, you know, if another player goes down, I don't, I'm not sure if this depth we could afford any more injuries. By yeah, that's like, true. Like, yeah, but like you true said, of a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like you said, we well, we gotta wait and see. So I just wanted to see what your take. So I, I feel like they can still compete at a pretty good level despite uh, online, but it does give me a little concern. Especially, I do like Colton Miller. I do like Colton Miller, left tackle. I mean, after a slow rookie year, I mean, I 
I think they feel very confident protecting Derek Carr's uh, backside. Not crazy about Parker on the right side. Not not don't know a lot about their center and James. You know, there's a couple of issues. I I want to wait and see how this all comes together. But it's you know, yeah, it, it's not it's not the strength of their team, but it's not the weakness either. So uh, I like the Raiders this year, other than the fact that their division is so damn tough. But I think when you look at the Raiders, running back solid, wide receiver extremely solid, tight end great, and Darren Waller. I mean, now you're Derek Carr. It's right there for you. I mean, he should have a monster year. He really should. Well, and I love our tight ends. Even Farston Murrow, he's a really good, especially in our – and I know that Mike, Mike McDaniel's going to try to use, utilize both of them. And having Jacob Hollister, our new addition, is a pretty good depth. So I do yep. love our tight ends. Also, I was I'm looking at – I remember Cohen Miller, his rookie year. I remember he did make some mistakes. He did like – they had some penalties. He didn't look mm-hmm. crisp, but then, but then he took that big jump. That's what I'm kind of hoping with Alex. Huge jump. Yeah, huge jump. That's what I'm, I'm hoping. I'm not expecting him to take a huge jump, but it'll be, but if he can make, a, if he can make an, an improvement, especially if he could be clean up the penalties, I'll, that's improvement in itself. I'm, that'll give me a little comfort. See how he progresses. You know, I, the last time I looked at the Raiders' depth chart, which was which was last week, that may have changed. I should look at it again. But Leatherwood wasn't even starting. He was listed as a backup. Actually, you know, I actually just pulled it up right now. They got Brandon Parker currently as listed starter for the right tackle. Yeah, that's what I saw. Yep. So, um, you know, again, that could change, but we'll see. But listen, James, I really appreciate the call, man. Thanks very much. Definitely. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, let's get to uh, some more phone calls right here with John. John, I hope you had a good weekend, buddy. It's good to hear from you. What's going on today? I did have a good weekend, Grant. Hot as hell, but all in all, it was good. We're getting used to it out here, you know? Yeah. And um, Welcome to California. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hey, how is it in Florida? Is it 83 or what? Uh, you know, it's still humid. You know, you have the thunder showers that roll in and out, but, you know, it's not too hot. It's Actually, this summer has been pretty good weather-wise. It's been uh, really not too bad. Yeah, so I hear. So I hear. It's been nice there. So that that's good. Good for you. And it's been nice here. I mean, hell, 102, it ain't 110. So what the hell? It's yeah. Not that bad. Yeah. And the heat out here, it's not super humid. You know, when we get monsoonal stuff up in the foothills and stuff, it gets a little humid. But all in all, not too bad. Um, I wanted to get to what James was saying about the Raiders. That was a good call. And I agree with nearly everything both of you guys said. I think that their offensive line might might be a little more suspect than the rest of their offense, that is. But all the weapons they have added, including, you know, both of their tight ends, like James mentioned, you know, not just yep. Waller, who 
big name, but they've got a couple tight ends who are. Yes, they uh, do. It's been really, really good blockers too, which is something that a lot of people don't, that they look at tight end nowadays and they think, oh, well, how many catches, you know, has he got how many touchdowns? It's not like that, you know? I mean, nope. tight ends have a huge, huge job compared to, I mean, look back at guys like Mark Bavaro. That dude was such a great blocker, but you never even thought about that because he was clutch, you know? It's just how it goes. It's how it goes with tight ends. And they're really no question. Around. Well, I mean, yeah. Kittle with the 49ers is another great example of a guy that's a tremendous blocker. No doubt about it. Look at Kelsey. I mean, both of yeah. them. You know, yep. It, yep. It's, it's the name of the game. And the tight end game was blocking long before it was catching. It was catching just if you happen to be there. But it's tight into everybody's offense now, which is awesome to see. And it opens up awesome yep. offense, which is yep. super cool. Um, another thing. Glad that uh, Ryan's back from Europa or wherever the hell he was last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he sounded good today, man. He sounded good. Absolutely. Yeah, he oh, like man. he's in the door. I know it. I know. That was, that was cool. And he has, always has <laughs> always yep. a good point right here from him. And I had a couple more. Man, I got a couple more things. But right now, I'm busy, Grant. If I get a chance, I'll call you back. If not, I'll try you tomorrow. All right, bud. Be good. Take care. See you. Thanks, you know, we're talking about the National Football League. I, I just love the fact that we're able to talk NFL football with training camps opening up and everything. And we go over this. I know you know this, but I'm just going to talk about it one more time. I don't want to know about how your quarterback looks in preseason football. I, I don't really care about your offense or your defense. I don't care about any of that. I really don't. It means nothing to me. I don't, want, I don't want to hear about how a guy looks in practice. I don't care about how a guy looks in practice. I want to know how many injuries did your football team suffer in the preseason? That's what I want. Let me know what your health is going into week one. All right. If you are a quarterback in the National Football League, you should look pretty decent to good in the preseason. You're not going against number ones for the most part. You're not going against a defense that is game plan for you. You should have pretty good success. The eyeball test in the preseason for a quarterback needs to be like, yeah, he's going to be fine. Okay? I don't care about stats. I don't care about touchdowns. I don't care about any of that. All right? Give me the eyeball test and no injuries. Excuse me. That's what I look for in the preseason. But I'm so happy that. We've got the, what, first Saturday in, uh, we're coming up, right? August 4th. We actually have a game. The Raiders and the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game, right? How about that? Coming up on, so it's a Thursday night, isn't it, the 4th? I'm losing my freaking mind. I think it's Thursday night, yeah. A week from Thursday. Preseason football. And then before you know it, we're rolling college football right into the NFL. And then before you know it, your Kings and your NBA teams will be going into a training camp. Speaking of the Kings real quickly, uh, Jerry Reynolds is going to be my guest on my podcast tomorrow. And obviously, we're going to talk a lot about uh, Keegan Murray. We're going to talk a lot about Kevin Herter and some other things. So that's coming up tomorrow on my podcast. If you don't like that, be sure and check that out. Ian Eagle of CBS Sports uh, will be coming up next week as well. So we got all of that 
tomorrow, next week, and uh, listen app each and every day this week. Hey, good show today. Really appreciate the phone calls. And uh, we had a long, hey, we can talk hockey if you want, right? I see Bella's listening from Calgary. She's got to be depressed as uh, her two big stars have been traded from her team. They made a big, big trade with Florida. So, you know, we can also talk. So, oh, guess what? Guess who's on? Oh, my goodness. Let's hope that I can connect with uh, Bella up in Calgary. Bella, you just got to hit that microphone icon, and then we'll be able to have a uh, conversation. I thought Bella would be too depressed to chime in from beautiful Calgary, Alberta, with her flames and their two biggest stars. Bella, there you are. How are you? Hello, Bella. Bella really wants to talk, and we're going to try to work on this. She's got her hand, uh, she's got her microphone on, but I can't hear her. You know, maybe it's the Chinook winds in Calgary uh, blowing her sound in the opposite direction of her phone. Bella, I don't know why I can't hear you. I'm really bummed out because I wanted to talk to you. All right. I'm sorry, but I cannot hear you. I'll put you back in the audience. We can try it one more time. You can, we'll do the routine again. Bella is a clone, huge, huge Jim Rome fan, and huge Calgary Flames fan, huge. Bella, can you hear me? Bummer. I really wanted to talk to you, Bella, but I guess uh, I don't know if your phone is on. I don't know what the deal is, Bella. All right, but maybe you'll try it tomorrow, all right? We'll try it tomorrow. I really want to talk to you. All right. Hey, make it a fabulous day. Fabulous evening. Shouldn't say day. It's already in the evening almost. Almost. So uh, take care. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on Listen App. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.